break. What's up, Tomodachis? This is anime is weird. Ta- wait, Tomodachis? Tomodachis? <laughs> Tomodachis friend in Japanese. Way to go, Stan! Yeah, you know, the little the little eggs you no, put on your belt. No, those are Tamagotchi. Those are my Tamagotchi. favorite friends. <laughs> oh my god. Is your Tamagotchi still alive? Oh no. <laughs> Tamagotchis was proof that, you know, as a kid, I wasn't responsible enough for a pet. Because I just, I just leave it. And then it would, it would, all the feces would pile up, and it died from poison. I was so good at keeping those things alive. I'm terrible to my Sims, but I was great with Tamagotchis. At least it's not like the Pikachu one, which you had to vigorously shake all day. Yeah. Just like, Wait, why did you have to shh. shake? Why did you have to shake the Pikachu? Because you got to charge them up. Electri- oh. Electricity. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I love you, Pikachu. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, anime. uh, Yeah, anime. Anime is weird. Super fucking weird. And I, I would like to to start off with um, the fact that even though this is our April Fool's episode, and if you remember from last year. No, it's not April Fools. It's real. It's real. It's real. It's a real. This is anime. a real anime. It's a real anime. It, I know. This is not yes. fake cartoon yes, anime. This is actually okay. Well, let's let's back up for a second. So we haven't we'll recorded that anime is weird in a very long time, but it comes. It rises from the ashes. Uh, for Every this April. April. For this April, <laughs> because um, you know it's April Fools, and you know last time we recorded, we did. Um, Captain N. Captain N, uh, the Game Master, the the wonderful Nintendo IP-based cartoon. Um, it was a fun time, and we are resurrecting that fun tradition with a brand new cartoon, but really it's an anime, the Dungeons & Dragons TV series uh, from the late 70s, early 80s. And joining us, joining us today is our amazing Dungeon Master from episodes 99, 100, and 101 of Super Nerd Pals, Kevin Doherty! Ohio gozaimasu! Yo! Yeah. That works. <laughs> Ogenki desuka, <laughs> Good morning. Kevin Kuhn. <laughs> Wait, so I gotta... Hi, Kevin, how are you? Thanks for coming back. Oh, thanks I for having me. Thanks for I rising. I up on my Japanese for this episode. Were we supposed to do that? Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, we are yes. not. Yes. That's Chris's. That's Chris's thing. Um, yeah, it's a good tradition for April because honestly, nothing ever fucking happens in April. What? Ha- nothing. Oh no! Right? Well, well, in the world of anime, there's a lot of things happening in April. Like... No, I mean like calendar holidays. Oh, What's yeah. going on in April? Uh, nothing. Easter. Easter. I don't. <laughs> Not all. Oh. Oh <laughs> uh, well. The birth. Um... The... Zombie Jesus. No, Stan. I'm a Jew and I know that. <laughs> I never even remember April. Zombie I don't Jesus think day. I've ever Zombie. remembered an April in my Happy life. Zombie Jesus Day. There is 11 months a year. January, February, March, May. I I don't. This is the first time I'm gonna remember in April because we're doing this. Listen, all right. No, no, we're moving on. Moving on. Glossing right over. Glossing right over that. That's two holidays. Uh, Glossing, glossing right over 
this conversation right now. Um, Dungeons and Dragons, the the early '80s cartoon, classifies as anime. You guys know why? Because why? Toei Animation did the animation for the series. What up, Toei, Toei Animation from Dragon Ball? You know those friends. Yeah. They did this shit. So this is an anime. I don't want to hear shit. Don't at me on the internet about this. This is totally anime. <laughs> Somebody, this is anime. Do it. <laughs> Not only that, but it was co-produced by Marvel Productions. Which you may Why? know from Spider-Man and his amazing friends. So, this is like the, um, what the fuck was that Avengers cartoon? Oh, uh, uh, Avengers Disc Wars. Yeah, there you go, Disc Wars. It's like, it's like 80s Disc Wars. <laughs> minus the discs. Like, and minus the discs, most of the war. way more D&D and dragons and yeah. fantasy shit. I love it, I love there it. There are a lot of dragons, I will say that. There's, they, they go hard on the dragons. There, I want to give them a shout out for... Managing to include both one dragon and one dungeon in the first episode, at least. Yeah. <laughs> they hit the quota right out the bat. <laughs> and then they, they were like, screw everything else. It's fine. So, to recap, this is your first time listening to Anime is Weird. Uh, I guess it was like maybe like late 2014. Uh, it spun off of a, a really weird conversation where we're talking about Veroni Kenshin. And then we all watched it again. And we were just shit talking about it. And it, it became Anime is Weird, which was an anime podcast where each of us watched a show that we'd never seen before. We watched the first six episodes, and then we came together, gave our commentary, and just made fun of it. It was a really good time. So for this episode, all right, so we watched the first three episodes. Uh, so we're going to go into a brief history of the show, some backstory. And then we're going to hit you up with mini-episode reviews, and we're going to talk about the characters. And then we're just going to shit talk. We're going to have some fun. So thank you for joining us. Uh, Stan, you got some notes. So let's let's inform the audience what the Dungeons & Dragons TV, sh- TV series is all about. I already did. Oh, you already did? Okay. <laughs> well, this is more 80s, that. 80s Toei Marvel cartoon. A dungeon, a dragon. <laughs> that's all. That's all you need. Six kids, theme park roller coaster ride. Shit goes goosebumps on them. <laughs> they end up in the Forgotten Realms, or where the opening. fuck they are. That opening. So the opening provides you the quote unquote context of how all these kids embark on D and D adventures. So they go to an amusement park. And they get on the Dungeons and Dragons roller coaster ride, and they're like super pumped about it. Like, whoa, Dungeons and Dragons ride! They 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 pop in and they go through this, this tunnel full of dragons, and they get magically transported into uh, the fantasy world of Dungeons and Dragons. The dungeon master shows up. His name is literally Dungeon Master, and he imbues our heroes, like these six kids, with magical artifacts that turn them into a separate. Or a different class. Uh, so you got you got Hank the Ranger, Eric the Cavalier, Sheila the Thief, Diana the Acrobat, Presto the Magician, and Bobby the Barbarian. And, and they don't also team up their, with yeah. their friend Uni, <laughs> Uni the, the little uni- unicorn goat thing. Hey, leave Uni out of this. <laughs> uni is I a can't gem physically that we must cannot because that thing is part of the show. That thing is adorable. Probably horrifying. one of the best developed characters on the show. Yeah, it's pretty true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I will tell you who the worst characters are on that show. Eric. Um, Eric. No. Eric. No, Eric is the best no, character on this show. No, he fucking buries everyone else on this cast. But Hank and Sheila are the fucking most useless characters in this show. The generic um, fucking Freddy and Daphne. Like, we're the white kids who are leading the, the group characters I, this no no listen i gotta talk about this real quick okay <laughs> this isn't a six person party this is a four person party it's eric it's diana it's presto and it's bobby that's the class that's the fucking group those are the adventurers we have fucking eric no not eric hank and and uh, sheila as like the peanut gallery like making comments like we should do this let's go over here we're the leaders while well, ever bobby... the other four are taking care of shit okay well bobby is sheila's little brother so she has to be there nah fuck that she's so useless what does she do i agree with sheila like the only thing she did so far was um, she put on her, her cloak. brother in line? And, uh, well, yeah, kept her brother in line. And then, I forget, oh, it was, like, it might have been the first episode where she just put on her cloak and, like, dove out of the way out of, out of Tiamat. <laughs> That's it. Uh, She's supposed I, to be the I, thief. I don't remember anything, I don't remember her doing anything else. She, in, do like, the other she doesn't. She doesn't. And the dungeon master doesn't even call her a thief. He calls everybody else by their titles except her. He calls oh. her Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> But wait, before we get too far into it, the whole point of the show is that they're supposed to get home, like back home, like Samurai Jack style. And but they every got, time, like, so close. Every time they so get really close. close, but they're like, ah, you know, gotta go right back into it, right back into those dungeons and or dragons. I mean, I guess it was, that was only episode episode two. What was that two? I don't know. Oh, I, don't know. God, I'm, I'm I just yeah, watched these episodes. There's and only I already one, know. there's only one episode so far where like. There was a magical portal that opened up, and you know they. You they mean had where a they chance. got so close to going home and failed miserably? Well, they didn't fail miserably. They, they, their morals, their stupid morals, overcame. You know, not their desire to go home. It was all about hamburgers. This is true. Okay, no, so but he turned around too. No, no, wait, Kevin, you just said hamburgers. I have to make a note. Speaking of hamburgers, I have just been informed by a another party who is not in this room that uni is terrible. And this person would like to make unicorn burgers out of them. Uh, <laughs> Uni's kind of annoying. I want to know who the voice actor for Uni was. Because oh, it's I'm like, how uh, did you? I have uh, Uni the unicorn is played by Frank Welker. What Frank who has Welker? Done what Frank Welker is very famous. I, I I will add because he is the voice of um, Fred Jones from Scooby Doo. Uh, he's also <laughs> he's also involved in many other Hannah Barbera projects like Jabberjaw, Dynamite, like Wonder Dog, oh. Super Friends. I'm telling you, but, this is the Scooby Gang in Fantasyland. Yeah, uh, Frank <laughs> Welker, Frank Welker, uh, uh, Welker was also Droopy on the Tom and Jerry Show, Doctor Claw on Inspector Gadget. No way. And now fucking way. unicorn. But the most, I guess, the most famous role ever. Uh, he did a ton of voices. For, for Decepticons on the Transformers, including my man Megatron and Soundwave. How what? awesome is that? What? Yeah. I feel like his career is going downhill with Uni. <laughs> Definitely a misstep with, with Uni. Well, well, Frank Welker apparently has a long history of voicing animals. like uh, not, not just like anthropomorphic animals, but he voiced uh, Abu, 
uh, and Aladdin, and <gasps> um, a bunch Love of other that stuff. Monkey. Yeah. Where it's like I voice Uni and seven other characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He also uh, Frank Walker also voices Tiamat, like that giant five-headed dragon that stalks them the entire time. I like Tiamat's voice a lot better than Uni's because Tiamat's like, ah, I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dragon, motherfucker. <laughs> she should be able to change into a lady. No, I don't want a lady. I just want a eh, motherfucker, eh, dragon. <laughs> that is my Stan, I, I just wish it was a video podcast because that voice and like that tongue, the tongue flip. That was like that was the tongue flip made that whole uh, thing. Cla- yeah, it's amazing acting. We should revive Dungeons and Dragons. They should have like the the little dragons should have different voices because Tiamat's like this big red dragon with like four other little heads. They should have been like, yeah, yeah see, we're dragons too, bitch. You know. <laughs> Oh Stan, my god. Have you ever considered a career in voice over or voice no. acting? No. No, but we should probably redub an episode of yes. this cartoon. Dude, we can do <laughs> that. Let's do we that. Can, we can we can definitely do Okay, you know what? That's our that's our new another well, another side project we have to do. We, we have 50 side yes. projects. What's All right, put it in one? your pocket. Put it put it in the pocket. We'll we'll come back to it. Text. So let's go through each of the characters. And I, I, I suppose rate them because Eric is number one. Everyone else is like, well, all right. Eric and Diana one and two. Everyone else fucking dead last. Presto, I'll, I'll put a little bit above everyone else, but I like Presto. He is the least annoying. Uh, but he got he got screwed on his magic gift. He can pull cows out of a hat and other mundane items. He got a he got a sorting hat. That was his gift. <laughs> Again, that is <laughs> I see no issue with any of this. And for starters, that sorting hat, don't get me on a Harry Potter tangent, that sorting hat is extraordinarily useful. So you leave Presto alone. <laughs> He's not pulling the sort of better Gryffindor out of there, I'm telling the, you. The hat, is, it, the hat is important, but it's like, it's very much tied into like Presto's anxiety level. Like the, the more anxious and... and and like unsure of himself it is like the worst shit he pulls out of the hat like a fucking chicken which a lot of livestock comes out of that hat which <laughs> which makes me wonder about presto's like mental acuity but like when shit gets real he will pull out something that like is very helpful like a birthday cake and a carpet <laughs> a you know, i wonder if he's less of a wizard and maybe maybe his hat is just actually a bag of holding and it's just all literally every single item ever is in there, and he just pulls them out, and it's just the luck of the draw. So he pulls out a chicken or a cow or a magical rope. Actually, in the in the I think so far in the the opening, that's like his most useful moment. They're trying to scale a mountain, and then uh, Presto pulls out a bunch of magical ropes, and they climb. They scale the mountain. Other than that, I, I guess he well, I mean he. Undid like the evil spell from the first episode that but, he did himself. Yeah. yeah, but he also fucked it up in the beginning. But also venture, venture the the venture is like the main antagonist for those who don't know. Um, he also pulled some strings. He just looks this Voldemort looking motherfucker. Uh, no. Voldemort didn't have a horn, like a single horn coming out of the side of his head. I don't think that's his. I think that's like just a headdress. I think that's okay. just like his outfit in the morning that he put on. Freaks me out. What, right? Who who in the fuck puts a helmet on their head and said, "I'm gonna have one horn, not two, not none. I'm gonna have one fucking horn to distract not, people." You know? They're like, "What the fuck? From what? One horn? 
Ugh. He's a very he's a very one dimensional. I'm just evil to be evil villain. I have I have problems with that. I have no no uh, insight as to what his <laughs> his actions are for. He's I do kind of like because he can. Yeah, I I kind of like how Tiamat and Venger are both villains, but they're also in opposition to each other. And a lot of the problems that come up are solved by like let's just throw Tiamat at the fucking dude with the one horn. And I like that because usually most children's cartoons have all the villains working together as, like, henchmen and, like, hierarchies or whatnot. Yeah. Like, everybody's working for Skeletor. You know what I mean? But, like, this one's just, like... Yeah, exactly. This one, it's, like, we got two oppositional villainous forces that are also in conflict with each other, which I think is kind of cool. They seem to really hate each other, like... (laughs) Yeah, I wonder what the story is with that. I wonder if we ever find out what the story is with that. I mean, uh, to for some context, uh, the series is 27 episodes long, plus there's one unproduced, like, secret episode. So it's three seasons. So, I mean, that's a lot of episodes to to cover or to uh In three seasons, they never go home? That's sad. Well, the unproduced uh, episode was supposed to be the final episode before they got canceled. I think they did like a dramatic reading of it, like an audio only thing. Like you can for... read that script online. That I know. Yeah, that's supposed to be the conclusion of the show, more or less. So it, there is a conclusion out there in case you want, which which is cool for a kids' cartoon, which usually just stops, you know, one day. Um, okay, let's go back to these characters real quick because. Uh, so you got Hank the Ranger, so he's like, quote unquote, the leader. He's uh, the patriarchy, white male, power, like, <laughs> personified. It's like, listen to me for no reason other than the fact that I'm white and my hair is blonde. Yeah, he's the oldest of the gang. Uh, so I guess, you know, that that's like, uh, that's ageism right there. Just because he's the oldest, he's automatically the leader. You can't have that. Nobody uh, appointed oh, yeah. him to anything. He just decided, like, oh, we're going to go this way. This, you this want power, is what... you take it. but he's also contributes the second least i don't know i mean he has he uses his magical bow like his energy all right but like you can't tell me that he's more useful than presto bobby diana even eric with his fucking magic shield yeah yeah, i think i don't see here's the thing is i don't think bobby like is doing things in an effort to be helpful. I think he's just being a kid, and they end up being helpful. He's like Bam Bam from the Flintstones. He like he yeah, like Bam Bams, and then it happens to like work out. Exactly. And all right, but all right, but in one of the episodes, Tiamat shows up like yeah, motherfucker, yeah, dragon. Right? She shows up, and who's the first one that steps in front of her way? It's Bobby. Like, come he's on, he's always on the offensive. Yeah. He's Dude, like, he's we, playing we, a barbarian, I, right? He's like, I'm gonna charge in. I'm gonna fight. I don't care. Whatever. Bobby rushes in. Like that's that's. Yeah. The MO for him. Henry used his bow to save him by shooting him in the club. Yeah, like what the, give me a break with that. Um Where I was Bobby talk... when we had our adventure? We could have used him. We need a Bobby. Need Fucking a Bobby. Carl. <laughs> no Diana with her uh, yeah. yeah. Diana with her power pole, which yeah. is like yeah, Diana, has multiple the, the uses. Yeah, yeah. She like to- she shut off all those torches in like episode one, two? Oh, God. I think it was two. It was probably two. And she they were like, we need to blow out these torches. And she was like, and just fucking boomerang that shit across the hallway. That's some cool ass shit. And the best, Eric. 
The Eric no. the Cavalier. Eric is the best character because <laughs> he's is the worst. He's the realist. If it wasn't for his one character flaw of being rich, he would be everybody's favorite because he is just he is Brooklyn boy personified. He reminds me of me because he's always like, "My guy, you gonna give me a spell, Merlin, to go home? No, fuck that. I'm out of here. I'm going to Helix. <laughs> we out. Let's roll." And everyone's like, but like, wait, we gotta go. The dungeon master shows up. He's like, oh, where the fuck did you just come from? Who are you, little man? He like <laughs> follows him around the tree stump and he's gone. He's like, what the fuck? I followed him around the tree stump. I'm out of here. I'm going home. I'm getting some burgers. I'm gonna relax. Going back to Coney. We out. Like, that's it. That's his whole character is to just t- talk shit about everybody and everything. And it's like my favorite thing. I hated him in the first, like, 15 minutes of the show of the first episode because he's like yeah my father's limousine but then after that he's just like we get we get his fucking town where the fuck is merlin making dwarf jokes yo you bald ass motherfucker where is your good spells (laughs) what is this cauldron shit how many dwarves does it take to screw in a light bulb (laughs) they're not troll enough you don't get it Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love I love that they put in the how stupid is a barbarian. <laughs> you know, they had the big hulking barbarian. His how stupid. And he's like not stupid and everybody liked him. <laughs> <laughs> and then when push comes to shove, he's like, Alright, whatever. He comes back with the shield, he protects like that that hopeless night guy. And Sir know, John. When the Sir chips John, are down the cowardly knight. Yeah, yeah, by when saving the chips him, are he down. saved his family. Yeah. Sir John's family. Yeah. Which, why is he a knight, by the way? Why Why is that his job? He's, like, the least qualified. Because he got kicked out of every other town. Yeah, I for mean, being like, a shitty knight, but, like, why is that your chosen profession that you keep pursuing? Like, you can be a blacksmith or some shit. Why the knight? Because I guess it pays well. I don't know. It probably pays more. It probably costs more money to get a fat knight costume than it like <laughs> <laughs> with like a big belly. Like you know how much extra metal that oh costs. Oh my god! It pays really well in peacetime before all this shit started going down, and he yeah. didn't have to do anything. True, probably. Back to Eric. There's an interesting point. So, <laughs> so yes, please. Let's go back to him. Um, so the series developer, Mark Evanier, uh, in commentary, he was stating how Eric's contrarian nature was, like, me- it was mandatory, because at the time, a lot of parent parental groups and consultants uh, joined on the project, gave their feedback, um, and they wanted to instill into kids, like, this, this social more that you should always obey the group, and you should always, like, shun the complainer so they purposely made him to the black sheep of the group but you know looking back like i think i feel like the normal everyday person who's thrown at that situation would be like eric like what what the hell's going on dungeon master tell me what's going on and the dungeon master he's he's so unhelpful he's like can't you get us home what the fuck are you he's doing? like, no, go on this quest, and I'm gonna piece the fuck out, and you deal with it. And he shows up, like, later, and you, the Dungeon Master could've write in everything, but he did it. And, you know, Eric's also, he he questions, like, the insanity of the situations. Like, we're in this fantasy world, and everyone else, like, like especially, uh, what's his name? Uh, Hank. They're like, yeah. oh, well, well. That's I, fine. That's ah, fine. Whatever. Let's go. Hank. 
Eric personify minus the rich bullshit personifies everybody in 2017. Like, no, what the fuck is going on? This is not normal. We should not be doing these things. Eric is the true voice of reason, and yeah. screw you, parental consultants, for trying to stuff, you know, stuff mob mentality. Yeah, down you should our definitely throats. not like just follow whatever else the group yeah. is doing. That yeah. is just not what you should be doing. Period. Yeah. So Eric is like, don't be a sheeple. That is that is what Eric's Eric's role in this his true role in this in this anime. And I'm so glad. He's like, fuck this little man, fuck this big dragon, fuck fuck this snake man wizard, fuck this little ass unicorn, get me home. <laughs> Period. Uh, fun fact. Original network for this show, what is it? CBS. CBS. Hey. Yo, where's my Dungeons and Dragons shit? All I have is Star Trek crap. You should, you like, should... go into the archives and, like, yank that shit out. Take They're it not home gonna have you. that in archives. Ask them where all that merch is. Bring it, bring it up to HR. Our archives are in a giant warehouse in New Jersey. Mm. And no one wants to go to New Jersey. <laughs> no. Mm. Oh, oh, no. Worse, worse than the Forgotten Realms. <laughs> Alright, we we watched three episodes, but we don't really need to get too in-depth because everything is kind of formulaic. They're all kind of standalone episodes. Things just, like happen it's just sort of like oh the introduction happens every single episode where they're like we're the kids and we're on the roller coaster and oh look which, a dungeons and dragons ride the thing is is that like if they were like so well versed in the fact that it was dungeons and dragons ride specifically why do they why are they so confused when they get there like what, what the fuck is a ranger like you should know hank <laughs> <laughs> Like, you should know what's going on. Like, they knew who Merlin was, but they didn't know anything else. Like, the dungeon master? What do, what does he do? So, do you think these kids actually play Dungeons & Dragons before? I feel like they do because they they at least have a... Ca they're casuals. They're not actually, like, playing the nitty-gritties of the game. They were like us before we did the episodes of the pocket. Like, they knew Tiamat's name. They kind of, they They were... They just, like... They know the terminology. But they don't know, like, any of the inner workings of the game. So I think they have, like, maybe they saw a commercial and they're like, that looks fun. Mm -hmm. Or maybe, or maybe, you know, at the time where, you know, Desert and Dragons was being demonized by every single conservative family and, like, church group. You know, like, you know, that maybe they're, they're, like, secretly, like, rebels and, like, they're like, you know what? You know, our parents don't like this. That means it must be cool. So they started being casually into D&D. And then, you know, mm -hmm. then they showed up at the amusement park. It's like, oh, we, we know D&D. And then, now that they're there, now that here they are in the fantasy world, being chased by Avenger, who's trying to steal their magical items to bolster his own power. That's his whole, that's his whole endgame, trying to steal these magical items from these kids. And he seems to fail a lot. <clears throat> he wants to rule the realm, but he can't, he can't fuck up six kids with trinkets. I hope that when you guys uh, uh, meet the villain in your campaign, he'll be a, a bit more multifaceted than than this guy. <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to give us all our like glowing magic, like emblematic symbols. Except I don't want a cloak. Like that's like actually an invisibility cloak would be pretty good for a for a good for a good thief, not whatever the fuck Sheila is, who is well, just now, like. Hold on. It's if if you okay so it, I'm reading I'm reading a little bit about Sheila and 
It says in both the Spanish and Latin American versions of Dungeons and Dragons, Sheila is called a mage or illusionist. This makes me think that she actually does nothing throughout the whole series. So they're <laughs> they're comfortable giving her whatever fucking name suits them. Actually, that's not true. Sheila is also the first to point out the flaws or dangers of the group's plans. So she's the peanut gallery. That sounds so she's like very useful. Actually, that sounds more like Eric to me. I think Eric is the one pointing out everything before anybody else she's is. well eric as much as i hate him he's the first one to call bullshit he's like excuse you yeah that's different than po- them pointing out a flaw though i don't remember one thing that she pointed out though i haven't yeah, either I in three remember. episodes so far i don't remember all, all i remember is out. is eric in the first episode telling her to shut up her brother <laughs> and, then, yes. and then her like trying to rein bobby in like that's it she she used her cloak to go invisible and lure Tiamat into the cave temporarily. <laughs> and like yeah, that's the literally good, the so only thing useful. that she's yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's true. It's the only thing she did. <sighs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, like like we like, we, we uh, like we said, the episodes are pretty formulaic. So the adventurers, um, they're trying to find a way home. The dungeon master shows up like literally every time from behind a boulder. And he freaks Eric out, or freaks, like... <laughs> well, I think Eric gets freaked out the most. He's the only one who really gets freaked out by that. <laughs> like, this should not be happening. Stop. Uh, and everyone else is like, oh, uh, business as usual. Oh, it's the Dungeon Master. He's back. Yeah. And then Dungeon Hail Master... and well met! <laughs> yes. And then the Dungeon Master's like, well, I can't, I can't send you home right now, but go on this quest. I'm gonna send you to all in the perilous danger to... Uh, the town of Helix to save them from dragons, or this horrible valley where the Beholder has taken a refuge and completely despoiled the land, or the the city of bones. So, the dungeon master he he should be we should we should call social service on them. He's endangering <laughs> these children. He could send Somebody them home. A- He's just having them do all his dirty work from all the. The junk he's messed up in his lands there. <laughs> See, what I'm thinking is like, I don't know. The Dungeon Master is in a secret war with Venger, and Venger, Venger, he like he's the guy who gets his hands dirty. And the Dungeon Master, he's he's like the Elemist from the Animorphs. You know, he he's like I'm just gonna I'm not I'm not gonna directly play with play with uh, my my players. I'm just gonna. You know, move them over here and like entice them or sit, whisper in their ear, and you know, and so yeah, he's he's very double handed. That's, that's now. What, what if what if Venger is the dungeon master? Because we dun, know dun, he can shape shift. Uh, he's done a he's shape shape shifted before from that halfling guide when they went to the city of bones. This is true. Uh, then I don't remember seeing them like at the same time. And the dungeon master is only on screen for like five, ten seconds to jump scare Eric, and then he's gone. <laughs> and then Venger just shows up on his flying horse nearby. Like no one sees him coming in these cloudless skies for miles around. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is kind of just like a meta narrative of what Dungeons and Dragons is actually like when you play it. It's like the the DM is the is the person who is helping you along, but also the one throwing the obstacles in your path and putting the enemies in place. And so, I mean, there could be like a greater 
I don't know how grand it's going to get because it's like a fucking 80s <laughs> children's cartoon, but like the dungeon master is helping them, but also spawning like all these. Helping you know. them to their doom. Yeah, <laughs> like, like that, that kind of thing. I think it only makes it better that dichotomy or duality because Venger, uh, the force of evil, that's his full name, Venger, the force of evil. He's voiced by Peter Cullen and Peter Cullen's best or he's most well known as Optimus Prime. So, like, like the, the paragon of virtue of all robots is actually the most evil person in the fantasy world. And Uni's, uh... uh <laughs> sworn <laughs> enemy! A couple Decepticons. <laughs> Soundwave and... I just want to see the final battle between Uni and Venger. Uh, that's, that's all I want to see. wonder if over the three seasons, Uni matures. I don't know. Maybe and she stays And becomes, like, a, a real unicorn? Yeah, or a real, a real transformer. <laughs> Maybe maybe Uni turns into like a Pegasus with like wings to to oppose the the black horse that that Venger like rides in on. That'd be dope. They should fight. Yeah. Un- Uni in the black horse. I don't. I feel like I don't have my uh, monster stat blocks memorized well enough, but I'm pretty sure unicorns can teleport for like a bit. <laughs> I was just gonna say that cause, but I wasn't sure if we if I should mention it only because we haven't seen it. It was the episode. It was episode four. You find out that unicorns have the natural ability to teleport once a day. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. They at least what did their the homework on this cartoon. Use... Wait a minute. What the hell kind of a use is teleporting once a fucking day? It's like you got one shot. Yeah, don't fuck it up. Cool down, man. <laughs> cool it's down. your daily ability. Spell slots. <laughs> you gotta. You gotta burn those spell slots. You need That's... a. You need a long rest before you can get that back. <laughs> True D and D facts. Stan, you're oh such a professional God. now. I, I I really dig this. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, clearly in the final battle, Bobby rides uh, Uni the Pegasus and fights Venger on his black steed, and it's just an epic battle. And then and then they summon Transformers because why not? If if you if you want to look at this as like a meta narrative, like they're not actually. In the Dungeons and Dragons world, they're just playing the game and we're watching their imaginations and all the other characters are role playing and Eric's the one who's like not really into it, but he's there because his <laughs> friends are there. And he's like, I don't fucking know. Like, what is this guy? I'm just fuck it. I'll just roll. Whatever. And everyone is else like, oh, hail and well met. Here we go. Going to Merlin's castle. And he's like, what the fuck's Merlin's castle? So what you're saying in this meta narrative, Sheila is not engaged because she's on her smartphone just texting and like not. She's probably she's probably there because Eric's there. Maybe that's Eric's like girlfriend. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Or Hank's Mm -hmm. or Diana's. I don't know. And clearly this is Bobby's first campaign and he's very super excited and enthusiastic. Well, Sheila had to bring Bobby because she's babysitting. Oh, this is true. But Bobby's like real into it. (laughs) And the DM, like, feels bad for Bobby, so he's like, I'll give him a unicorn friend, a little NPC to follow him around. And and Presto, uh, this is, like, the episode from, like, Community, where, where Presto, he's, like, uh, he has, like, low self-esteem and confidence, but then one of the one of the players, maybe, maybe I, I guess Hank would be the most likely person to do this, like, brought him into the party. It's like, hey, Presto, I saw, I, I, I see you reading, like, a book on D&D. Have you played? Hey. Come show us how to play, or they just rub into the group. Here's or, your or, sorting hat. Yeah. 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 Or press those buddies with the DM. And the DM, like, we, we don't see who the real DM is. We just know him as, like, the little Yoda dude. Mm-hmm. But, like, the DM could be, like, one of their other friends that we don't see necessarily. 
How does Diana fit into this? She's friends with everybody. I don't know. She got trapped in the house during a snowstorm. This is all I can do. <laughs> oh, this is like a never-ending story. It's like they're, they're just trapped in the house, and it's like really stormy outside. And, and I was like, "Oh, let's let's play D and D." They uh, wrote what they did is they all went to the theme park together. They went on the ride. They were casuals who were like heard of D and D. Went on the ride. Was like that ride was dope as fuck. Let's go home and play the, the game. They got into the game. Boom! Three seasons of, like of a campaign. They were like, we need to we need to wrap up this storyline. We got to find out what's going on with the event with Avenger and shit. But then you know they all went off to college, separated. They never finished the campaign, TPK. just like real life. I like I like this meta narrative. <laughs> really, this, okay. So so when we redub this, or or are we just gonna remake everything from this from the from the ground up? We can redub it. We just have to like slip in the lines like out of like OOC lines. Like, where they're just, like, not actually there. I agree. Or we can be the live-action version of us sitting around the table, and that's us, and then and then the cartoon is us, like, actually playing. Like, we don't have to use the same voices. It could just be us. I, okay. like, I don't give a fuck. I'll play as, as Diana and then oh. voice her. Okay, cool. All right, so let's draw, let's draw hats. Who's who? So, Stan, you want to be Diana? I'll be Diana. I kind of want to be Eric, though, because I feel like I could pull off his, like, you know, his personality pretty well. <laughs> but... Can I be Venger? I like, I like being evil characters. I'm going to be Venger. No, because you like doing that, I think you should be Uni. Oh! Because <laughs> right, so you could be fine. Uni and Venger and oh! also one of the players. Yes! Like, oh, yes. my God. Because yeah, so we I... should all be players and then, or, you know what? Kevin should be Avenger in the DM. And you could, <laughs> yes, you could be yes. Uni in a character. Okay, I'll be Uni because I need I need to step out of my comfort zone. And then and Kevin then will literally voice every single one who's not a player character, <laughs> as is proper and customary. All right, when are we doing this? Because don't forget we have to get Andy in on this too. We got to get all to get. We all got to get together. We got a camera set up. It's like a it's like a production. Episode 150 of Super Nerd Or 200. Or 200. 200. 200. So yeah, you want to get into the rating portion of the show? Since we bullshitted about it for like 40 minutes. Okay. Actually, no, I changed my mind. Before, no, no, I want to do one thing real quick before we go into the rating system. Kevin, you need to help the three of us come up with character alignments for the party members. Oh my god. Oh, okay. <laughs> um <clears throat> Hank is lawful good. That's easy. Definitely. Let's see. Eric, I feel like Eric is lawful neutral. Are you kidding? He's like a chaotic good I if anything. I, yeah, I'm like kind of flipping on Eric depending. Like sometimes I feel like he's lawful evil. Because he just wants to get out of there. He doesn't give a fuck about anybody. Sometimes I think he's chaotic good because he kind of he kind of cares, but he's kind of like, I don't care about like the world. Right. Maybe, maybe chaotic neutral. Chaotic neutral. Yeah. I, I... Kevin, what do you think? I th- it's hard because it could go either way. Like he sort of does whatever he wants to do, which would you know be more toward chaotic. But when the beholder passage was closing, he didn't just leave the rest of the party he did That's go true. back to uh save the day with true neutral yeah i mean it's it's ha- it's a hard alignment to maintain but he seems 
I could probably go true neutral. I feel like he he's like true neutral and his alignment shifts kind of back and forth to either side. Bobby so. is another easy one. <clears throat> Chaotic good. Yeah, barbarians typically. Yeah. Are Di- um Sheila's his... chaotic useless. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna I, say she's probably chaotic good too as well. I mean I for Sheila I I legit I I can't give her a rating or like a alignment because I she hasn't really done anything or ex- like, I I I just don't know her characterization. Let's let's be honest. It's, just, it's be- not because of the time period because of the time period and because of you know everything. I'm. I feel like no matter where she falls, it's going to be on the good side. Mm. What about Bobby? I feel like Bobby's a lot of them good. are chaotic good, just because they're younger children, and so their decision making is like more erratic <laughs> to begin with. Yeah, um, and that you know they're children, so I wouldn't think they'd be inherently evil. Uh, <clears throat> all right. So they all fall somewhere on the spectrum between lawful good and chaotic good, with the exception of Eric. Who's clearly who's clearly the most realistic? Yeah, I I want to say that the dungeon master is definitely definitely evil, <laughs> endangering little kids. You know, choosing not to oh, help yeah. them for sure. Um, especially evil, definitely, yeah. Especially if you like look into the the spoilers for the rest of the show. Yeah, I just saw one down below, and I was like, fuck. I mean, he's DM, so he could probably just send them home whenever he wants, and he decides not to. He decides to, like, send them on these, like, wild goose chases and give them riddles instead of, like, actually telling them what the fuck they need to do. Right. Yeah, there was one, one like, cryptic ending, I think it was the end of episode three, where he, he like, breaks the fourth wall, and he talks to the, the viewer, and he's like, oh, yes, in due time, and it's like this... <laughs> he, he like delivers it in like a really creepy way. It's like, oh his, shit, he's playing something. His hand something. comes out of the screen. He turns off the TV himself. <laughs> Just like next time. <laughs> it's like like he turns into the crypt keeper. <laughs> yeah, he's just like a skeleton that laughs. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's wrap this up. So, so for rating, uh, for our rating system, we're gonna divide it into two tiers. One, to give you your personal rating. So. You could be stars, you could be beholders, whatever. Just give a personal rating. Um, and also, a good weird anime, or a bad weird anime, and whether or not you would recommend it to another person, or another fan, or a family. Or just, would you recommend other Listeners, people you know, like, do you think any, other people should give this show a shot? Or if, or if we, get, we did the work for them so they don't have to watch it? We only watched three episodes. There are three seasons, so there are twenty-seven episodes. So there's, uh, I think there's a lot to be informed that we don't know about yet. Um, yeah, but this yeah, this but... this represents like the casual person who just picks up a show just to see what it's like. We're doing the work for you when you listen, so you don't have to waste an hour of your life like watching three episodes if it's garbage. Mm-hmm. But so you should still watch it because Eric. Because come on. Yeah. All right. So let's... we all know in Eric. And and that person is me. So let's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna rate it three out of five beholders. Cause one, like I think it's it's a little bit dated, uh, which is to be expected. But for me, when I was watching it, I the the dated like animation, like the voice acting, which was 
some of it was bad, but then you had some really, really great talent like Peter Cullen and Frank Welker, uh, which balanced it out a lot. I thought it captured like the cheesiness and like the like the innocence of the time of like the seventies and eighties, and you know just seeing Dungeons and Dragons portrayed in this way, I thought it was just very amusing. I think some of the writing it's like it's like super formulaic. I mean, also it's a, it's a children's show, so I I I mean it's, it's not meant to be you know consumed by like high minded art critics and stuff, but. Uh, I wish there was a little bit more vi- variety. Uh, I mean, maybe after episode four or five, maybe things switch up a bit. I do want to give a shout out to episode three, which I thought was one of the better produced episodes. That was actually written by Paul Dini. Uh, so, oh, wow. Yeah, so creator oh, of Holly cool. Quinn and Mad Love. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. Something about Venture. I, I just love him. Like, he's... I think a complicated villain, and I, I like his dynamics with um, Tiamat. I think that's, uh, like, like Stan mentioned before, that's not something you see every day where villains fight off each other. I don't know, I really like his character design. I know we were making fun of his, uh, like, his one horn, but for some reason, I just, I just love his character design, and and I like to see, I like to know more about Venture, um, like, where he got his powers, what's his end game because like right now like the only thing we we know about is he, he needs to bolster his magical powers and the only way he thinks he can do it right now is capturing these magical artifacts from the kids but yeah i think easily he's one of my most favorite characters on the show um so for the second uh set of ratings um i think it's good weird and i think if you if you ever played like a, a session of D D um or just like fantasy stuff i think i think you will like it, it, it is, with the greatest salt yeah you gotta brace yourself because it is cheesy and is dated but for i think there's a lot of people out there who just love like b-rated stuff or intentionally bad stuff or or unintentionally bad but good uh content so I, it definitely falls within that wheelhouse so that's my rating on it okay who wants to go next i'll go next um sure. i give it Two out of five unis. <laughs> That's too many unis. <laughs> too many unis. No, there can only be one. There can only be one. No. Oh my I, god! I what it... if there's a Highlander uni show where like a whole bunch of unicorns kill each other? They no. lie his head what? off with their horns. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. I need the show right now. This is our other side project. I'm doing. Damn it, it. Chris. Um. Okay, Maybe so that's why it... Avenger has one horn, because he's like an ascended unicorn that murdered all the other ones. Oh, and he got corrupted. Oh, snap. That's awesome. Oh, my God. And that's why he has um... affinity with, with his... Maybe the, his steed was a unicorn. Oh, here it goes. He ripped off the horn <laughs> and put it into his own. Ryan, you better come off now, because he won't stop. I know. Okay, I give it two out of five beauties. And... I... I know we're supposed to say good weird or bad weird. I just want to say like weird weird, like double down on the weird because I don't okay. think it's good or, or I mean, it was kind of painful to watch the first episode, I won't lie. But it's just it's it's 70s and 80s cartoons at their cheesiest and finest. It's like old Scooby-Doo gang shenanigans yeah. like like had we grown up watching this, we probably wouldn't be having this reaction. So I have to like give credit where credit is due i suppose so i'm just gonna label it as really fucking weird (laughs) and would i recommend it yeah why not 
even if you even if you sit there and you make fun of it half the time, you're still gonna have fun watching it because you still get something out of it. So yeah, I can go next. Um, I'm gonna give it four Tiamat heads out of five. Yeah, motherfucker, <laughs> Tiamat. Um, <laughs> I love because, our rating system today, yeah, guys. <laughs> because because Tiamat, Eric, um, and Venger, I think are are fun characters. I mean. You know, Tiamat and Venger aren't really developed at all. They're just like oppositional forces. But I like, I like their design. I like the sounds that come out of their faces. I like, <laughs> I like Eric because he is he he's he is who he is. He's not trying to be anybody else but him, and he doesn't give a fuck about anything going on around him. And I think that's great. And that's those type of characters you don't see too much in children's cartoons, I guess, in a way that like usually you know like a central hero character who acts like that is not something that you normally see. Like you don't see somebody in the Scooby gang going, I fuck this house. Why are we going to this house? I don't want to go to this house. I don't need a cheeseburger. You know, <laughs> he's yeah. So I kind of liked it. I didn't, I wasn't expecting to like it. I was like, Oh, here comes another shitty eighties cartoon, but it, it was different than what I was expecting. I think it's a, I think it's good weird because it's, I, I buy it. Like it's kind of, it's really weird because how do you get teleported through a roller coaster? But whatever, fuck it. It's the eighties. Shit, shit was weird, and that was weird. And I, I don't know. I like the weirdness of, of it all, and like the weird DM who is a character but also like is never there. And and I don't know. I this is definitely not something that I would sit and watch every single episode or like call it a favorite ep- a cartoon or like even you know. I like it in the sense that it was a fun like couple episodes to watch and to talk shit about and so if you're listening and you're you're like yeah should i get a shot like yeah watch the first couple episodes it's it's definitely weird and it's definitely something that it's bad in a way that doesn't make you want to stop watching it it's sort of like a bad that makes you curious to watch more and to see like how it develops awesome and kevin so yeah i'll probably give it three out of four quasi-racist dwarf jokes (laughs) and uh uh, i definitely think it was good weird uh i i had no idea what to to expect going in i didn't read anything about it before i watched the first episode i was just like let's do this and see what's going on um the opening happening every episode and again you know it's just the first three but if it continues through the the rest of the three seasons kills me but beyond that it's 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 a fun little little show to watch uh like you guys said the relationship between tiamat and venger is sort of unique to especially to shows of that time era and then um yeah i I would recommend watching it if you just kind of want to laugh at it like don't (laughs) don't watch it trying to take it seriously yeah Um, (laughs) and just have some uh have some fun with it and Eh, probably enjoy it i kind of want to know what happens in the next few episodes i don't know if i would watch all all of them yeah this is this would be like a thing where i'd want to watch the first three and then the last three and then be done (laughs) but yeah eric number one definitely we are all eric (laughs) we're all eric we're not all eric (laughs) okay (laughs) we are not all eric she's team jacob said that I'll fuck off. 
<laughs> I absolutely was not at that uh, age. Well, if you if you're not gonna Eric, be a Diana. Yeah. But... Ryan, like, why do you wait? Wait, why do you why do you hate Eric so much? Can you tell me in a sentence? No, I don't. All I right. don't hate him. <laughs> no, no. Here's the thing: is, is I don't. I don't hate him. But if I had to pick, like, my least favorite character, it would be him because he is that quintessent, like, that quintessential douche nut of the group. So I just don't like him. Well, I mean, everybody hated him for for a lot of uh, episode one. He was a total douche canoe. Thank you. The first episode, yes. But, like, later on. Yeah. By the second episode, he was helpful and useful and totally real about stuff. See, see, I think with Eric, I think he has a more realistic way of coping with like trauma, the trauma, the sheer trauma and sh- and shock of being yeah. transported through, via roller coaster into a new world. I mean, um, everyone else, everyone else, it, they are the abnormal ones for accepting it as That's soon true. as possible. You know, Eric, he's like he, he took time to internalize and question his reality, and then when he, and then you know, he, he and then after being informed by experiences, like then he opened up and. That is a that is like a sensible humanist way of going about things. And then he gets shunned by his supposed friends by making him ride a cow yeah. back to town. Yep. Eric is Eric thinks the whole situation is bad weird. And he would not recommend you continuing further. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, let's wrap up. Let's wrap. So this is Anime is Weird. Uh, this is our April Fool's Day episode. Um it's, it's April weird. Fools is Tiamat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a dragon. Yeah, motherfuckers. Yeah. It's April Fools, motherfucker. Tiamat. <laughs> Kevin, if you ever bring Tiamat into our campaign, I will do the. You just send me lines via text and I will read them. Uh, You'll be killing everybody because she is a god. Okay. Yeah, I'm a god. Tiamat. Lightning bolt. Psh. All right. Let's, let's wrap this up. That's the intro right there. <laughs> Please listen. <laughs> yeah. Subscribe. <laughs> Supernerdpals.com. Yeah, TMI. iTunes. SoundCloud. Stitcher. Facebook.com slash group slash Supernerdpals. TMI. Share with your friends. Or your enemies. And all the Eric's in your life. Five stars like my heads on iTunes. This episode, this show is good, oh weird. <laughs> okay, it's I the end it. of the episode. They're either going to finish watching it or turn it off now, but we already got them for, for, for however sure, long. We can do whatever the fuck we want now. It's over. Thanks for listening. I'm Tia Mott. April Fool's Day. Thanks for listening. Tiamat is coming into our canon of Super Nerd Pals. I'm bringing her with us. She is, part, she is part of it now. Oh, okay. I'm glad so, we watched this show. Thanks for listening. They, peace. Tiamat loves you. Oh, what did what do we call people in anime is weird? Do we also do? It's been so long since we did anime is weird recording. Is it pals?
You could just you could just say, hey, hey, it's anime. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Stan just did the intro, so we're done. <laughs>